I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Healy's away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Donaldson strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the end. Hello and welcome to the Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. And joining us on the show today is Georgia Wareham. So Wolfie, of course, is back in Aussie colours after um, a knee injury kept her out of the game for I think what, 15 months or so. So it's great to catch up with Wolfie, hear about some of her travels and Euro tripping in her time out of the game as well as, yeah, hear about how she's going back in the Aussie team. LJ, we haven't seen Wolfie get a run yet, but do you reckon she's a, a shot at getting back into, into that 11 for the World Cup at all? Yeah, I reckon it definitely depends on the conditions. And I know T-Mac said they haven't really, none of them have, or barely any of them have been to South Africa before. So they're doing a lot of research and tapping a lot of people on the shoulders trying to find out about the conditions. But yeah, if it's suited to spin, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. And we did see Alana King have a mm. little finger strapped after a bit of a feeling mishap last night. So if there is a niggle there, maybe they don't take any risks with her in the third T20 and maybe Wolf gets a run there, gets a few overs under her belt. Would not hate yeah. it. Have we heard anything about Kingy's injury? No, not yet. Have to chase that one up at training tomorrow. And aside from that, it's been it's been pretty comprehensive from the Aussies uh, against Pakistan. We know the ODI series was wrapped up three nil, and they've now taken a two. 2-0 lead in the T20 series. Uh, LJ, last night in Hobart, probably haven't seen it for a while, but Meg bowled nine bowlers. You were there. Tell us what that looked like from afar. Yeah, it was just, just giving everyone a go, wasn't she? I know some people said, you know, what are they doing? Why are you using so many bowlers? But I think it was pretty obvious that they were just willing to try out a few different people in different situations. Annabelle mm-hmm. Sutherland bowled four overs for the first time in a T20 international, which she doesn't yeah. really get to do she got used at the death Ash Gardner bowled in the power play again something she does for Sydney Sixers but not so much for Australia so there's just a bit of you know testing different options which I think Australia would want to go into World Cup because you don't know when someone might get sick or injured and then you're gonna have to draw on those players yeah absolutely well within their rights to make sure they've got all their combinations different combinations tested out before they head off to the World Cup in South Africa in a couple of days which is pretty crazy but the other thing LJ that's um, been creating a lot of buzz around in women's cricket circles is the women's IPL. I mean, I feel like it's all 
everyone can talk about it. It's very exciting. Um, we saw last week all the teams have sold. There's a lot of big money around. There's a lot of buzz, and it seems like everything's kind of coming together ahead of the auction. Yeah, it's been a bit of a drip feed of information coming out of India, but we now know who the five teams are going to be. They all sold for what, an average of $115 million each. So that's ridiculous. Small change. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, the final piece of the puzzle is going to be finding out the list of who's entered the auction, which I know for the men, the BCCI put out that list a little time, a little way before the auction. So that might be pretty close now. And um, I'm not even sure where we have a confirmed date for the auction yet, but that will be early next month. So the Australians in South Africa, I think, are going to be really glued to that and waiting to find out their fate. Oh, yeah, it's going to be wild. Have you had the chance to chat to many of the players around how they're feeling about the auction and putting their names in the ring? Yeah, I haven't heard anyone say they're not doing it yet. So yeah. um, I think pretty much everyone wants to be part of this one, especially being the first one. And I think Shooter just compared it a bit to being like in high school where, um, <laughs> you know, she's put her name in the ring, but she's a bit worried she's going to sit there and, you know, everyone picks their teams and then she's left at the end. So Surely not. Someone <laughs> will pick will her up. 30 spots available. I think seven 30. internationals per team, five teams, but five of them are from associate countries. So 30 full member spots that the Aussies would be eligible for. Um, yeah. Fierce competition. Yeah, it's going to be, I reckon it's going to be interesting to see, like, as we were saying maybe last week, whether or not they look beyond the Aussie con- contracted stars, like, you know, you got your Meg Lannings, your Elise Perrys, your Elisa Healy's, but are they going to look beyond national teams to see who's been dominating and who can sort of be a bit of a an X factor from a WBBL team, like a Laura Harris, who well, I think simply must Laura Harris is She's doing the right things in the Super Smash at the right time, isn't she, <laughs> to get some attention. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see if they, yeah, just go for the, the big name the well-known performers or if they look at you know who you might get for a bit more of a bargain who tears it up at a domestic level love to see some wbbl like random bargains it'll be great <laughs> oh very good and then the other thing that's keeping us very excited is the aussie under 19 girls who have been dominating over in south africa in the under 19 world cup so they've made it through to the semis uh which are on saturday oh friday night so we'll probably be done by the time this episode is uh, released and you're listening to it but it's been pretty pretty epic from the Aussies so far I mean against some yeah stiff competition we know how strong the Indian team are and the Aussies sounded like they were flawless against uh yeah a strong Indian team but how good has 15 year old Maggie Clark Clark been after coming into the team yeah so for someone who wasn't in the scene has been in the best 11 for the first game and she gets a go comes in and it's taken nine wickets at an average of six now taking the new ball Bowling with all the fear in the world, I guess you'd say. I guess if you're 15, you maybe don't have no a lot mags. of fear. And Erin Osborne says she swings it both ways and she's been very threatening. So that's been very cool to see. Her, especially her bowling alongside Millie Illingworth, who is probably the fastest bowler at that tournament, just wow. 17 years old, being clocked at 114, 115 k's an hour. Rapid. Gets a bit of swing on it too with that slingy action that she's got. So that's pretty exciting. And they were just flawless against India. Yeah. You look at the names of that Indian lineup and how they've been traveling the tournament up to that point. Brilliant. But um, England are going to be a serious test. Yeah, of course, so that's probably played by the time you listen to this episode, but uh, hopefully they win. <laughs> huge stars for the future in England side, too, with players like 
Grace Scrivens, who who looks like the real deal. Nice. Oh, well, it's very exciting. And um, Aussie fans will be happy to know that um, you can watch the finals live on Foxtel and KO. So hopefully there's some green and gold to watch in the final. And then, of course, we've got the final T20 against uh, Pakistan, which is in the nation's capital. So that is on Sunday at Monica Oval. And you can, of course, watch that live and free on Channel 7, as well as on Foxtel and KO got the Australian Cricket Awards as well coming up. So there's a bit happening. Australian Cricket Awards are back. So there's a blue carpet affair. Sure, there'll be a bit of um, fun happening over on our social channels. So if you're on your phone on Monday, head over to the Aussie Women's Cricket channels or the cricket.com.au to see, yeah, a bit of a different side of the players. But for now, hope you enjoyed listening to a yeah great chat with Georgia Wareham. Thank you for listening. Georgia Wareham, thank you so much for joining us today on The Scoop. Uh, LJ and I, we are so pumped that you're back in Aussie Collars so, and back, ar- back around the group. So firstly, tell us how week one's been, how's the knee feeling, how's the body pulled up and, yeah, what's it been like getting back amongst the Aussie girls? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me for starters. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. So we got that first day back at school feeling, I think, when I first came into the group. Um, just, yeah, because it's, it's been such a long time, it was just sort of, a little bit, a little bit awkward, I reckon. Yeah. It's just like I've been watching these girls on TV for the last fifteen months and seeing them dominate to sort of get into the inner sanctum, I guess, again. And yeah, no, it was really cool. Body's going really well. Um, my knee's really fine, um, awesome. which is good. Can't really complain about that. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of little niggles going on, but oh. knee's fine, which is which is the main thing. That is the main thing. And so you've come back into a slightly new look team with um, after Moddy left to go coach England, and now Shell's in charge. What have you made it the the new faces around? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, it's quite refreshing, I think. Um, obviously, Moddy was was there when I first started, and um, yeah, I unfortunately didn't get to sort of play with him when he's in his last like mm. series. Um, but yeah, Shell's been unbelievable. I think since since I've joined the group, and I guess a couple of other new faces in there as well. Um, it's pretty cool to be in an Aussie team with, with Kimmy Garth as well. I was pumped for her when she when she played her first games, but. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really cool space. So, Wolfie, we want to hear all about um, the call. We assume it was from Flegs to say that you were back in the Aussie <laughs> squad. Um, yeah, talk us through it. What did he say? And was it kind of out of the blue for you? It was, yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting it because um, mm. we'd sort of had a, a conversation uh, a few weeks before, maybe even a month beforehand, where it was going to be like, oh, it's probably going to be a bit tight. You won't have yeah. sort of had enough games under your belt. So sort of see how it pans out, but I, I essentially like don't get your hopes up at the yeah. start. Yeah, which was I think it was probably the best thing they could have done for me. I reckon I just mm. sort of got to play WNCL and um, get back into Vic stuff. But yeah, when he when he told me, I sort of just froze for a second, and I reckon I was like, "Holy shit!" Like actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that that I guess that part of it was yeah, it was pretty surprising. But um, yeah, it was it was a pretty cool phone call, and I'm sure that Flex enjoyed I guess having making that call too. Who did you pass on the news to first? Well, Tay was in the lounge room. Oh, I sort good. of snuck off when Flegs rang and then came back out and she was just staring at me smiling and I was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, Tay was obviously the first one and I reckon I got mum on, on the blower and, yeah, sort of spread from there, I reckon. Nice. So awesome. And has it sunk in yet that you're off to another T20 World Cup? And it's been three years since the last one and so much has happened since then. Yeah, I, I don't think it really has. I think probably until we get on the plane and get over there, I think, because it's been a little bit of stuff going on beforehand with this Pakistan series and yeah. the awards and stuff. We've all got <laughs> so much stuff <laughs> sort of at, at the front of mind before we head off. Yeah, no, I think it'll definitely settle in when we're on our long journey over there. And Wolfie, believe you're one of only two of, of the Aussie squad members who have actually played in South Africa before. 
Have you been hit up for some tips and advice from your teammates or coaches yet? And what do you remember of your time over there? Haven't been hit up for any advice yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it was it was ages ago when we um when we played there. But yeah, yeah, is I think you, when we were you there, we just had a blast. Yeah, Belzy and I. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we had a, a pretty cool group that that went over there. Everyone in that 19s group was that went over there has played big bash and yeah. done really well over the last little bit. But yeah, I reckon everyone that went over there, we created a really cool bond because we were pretty hotel bound and we're just constantly spending time in each other's rooms and, and that sort of stuff. And I guess that sort of has sort of stuck since, I reckon. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, nice. Which, was, which is pretty cool. From memory, you took quite a few wickets over there. Find that the conditions suited you? Or? I would say like kind of similar to the conditions that we got here. I don't reckon they're, they're too dissimilar. I probably got a little bit more turn than I would, would hear. But yeah, I remember, I remember Tay taking millions of wickets over there because you're just too fast for everyone um yeah and Belsey sort of doing the same thing it was yeah it was it was a really good time and Wolfie we don't want to make you relive too much of your um injury and your time rehabbing but just like a snapshot of how you sort of handled that time out of the game and what were some of the most important things that helped you get through that time yeah I sort of yeah it was a really long time I guess um I think probably what got me through it was the people I had around me. I had a really good support staff in mm-hmm. Cricket Victoria and Richard Johnson and um, Brennan Goonan as a S&C and physio. They were really good. Seeing me every day, they would have got sick of me. Yeah, and I think for, for bits and pieces, I, I did pretty much all my rehab with with Tay in the gym as well. And then so for a long period of that, yeah, definitely think that wouldn't have been able to get through it if I didn't have those guys as well because I think we all our motivation for rehab would sort of like – just go like this the whole time. So it actually quite helped just be like, I'd rock up to the gym and be like, oh, I can't be bothered doing any rehab today. And so would be up and about and be like, oh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
right, let's start sucking it out. I better do it. Um, <laughs> and then vice versa, it happened the other way. So yeah, without those guys, I don't think I would have been able to get through it. And yeah, very grateful. And it looked like you had a chance. To, I know you never want to be out of the game and not playing, but you did get a chance to do a couple of different things during that time, going um, over to Europe and being around the Renegades, I guess, in a, a different capacity throughout the season. Yeah, um, I guess Europe was a really good sort of break up of the, the rehab space I think well and truly sick of it before I went away just going in and doing the exact same thing every single day get away and be able to do that still be able to keep up with some stuff when I was when I was overseas and Mm. just tick that along so I guess I didn't lose any progress but also enjoy my time when I was over there and to catch up with the girls after they finished um, the 100 as well, which was pretty cool. But yeah, and then even Renegades being around that group obviously didn't go as well as we would have liked, but mm. yeah, it was still pretty cool to sort of be around the group and get to do a couple of the trips with them, which was really cool. Tell us about the trip, Wolfie. Was it like sort of a bucket list trip and um, <laughs> what was what were the highlights? Where did you go? What were some of the best bits? And yeah, give us give us the full rundown. <laughs> the full rundown. Want the full um, rundown. <laughs> Yeah, I had an absolute blast. I went to into Amsterdam. I went to Belgium. I went to went to the Melfi Coast. Nice. Uh, was this all with Paris? Was this some by yourself or? Yeah, I, I did the first ten. No, maybe it was seven to ten days. I can't even remember now. By myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, How was that? Which was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. I reckon first first few days I was a bit like a little bit, and then I sort of yeah. chilled out, and then I guess. The back end, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to sort of come on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it only got, sort of hits you at dinner time, I reckon, when yeah. you're having a meal by yourself. And you've got, breakfast no, and lunch. you've got no it's issues just, with that? Like you're happy to walk into a restaurant pub and just take a seat by yourself? Yeah, no, that was fine. Um, yeah. It was probably a bit awkward when the first time I did it, but um, I was sort of fine after that. Yeah, I reckon the, the best best spot we went to was probably on the Malfi Coast there. Had unreal weather and just nice beaches and just good food. Um, yeah. Yeah, can't complain really. (laughs) And that part was was when you were with the girls after the 100? Yeah, yep. So I was just sorry for Pez and um, Belzy. So that was really cool. And what's the travel dynamic with you guys? Like who's the organiser and and who prefers to like just wing it, see what happens? (laughs) Soph and Pez are pretty good at at planning. Um, I would say I'm, I'm probably not the best planner. (laughs) <laughs> I'd be very I'm very last minute with everything but that's um, not necessarily a bad thing yeah just sort of leave all Go options open and yeah so yeah until yeah until, until it comes to sort of air travel and stuff like that you need to be all the time planes <laughs> <laughs> not waiting around so yeah with that sort of stuff those guys were, were really good and yeah it was actually really funny when we were in France because I think Belzy had learned quite a bit of French at school so she knew right. bits and pieces and I've just, I've got no idea so Belzy <laughs> just occasionally say bits and pieces every now and then and I just look at her sideways like what the <laughs> hell are you talking about <laughs> and she just expected that I knew what she was talking about yeah, um, yeah. but yeah no that was really cool it was nice. great spots to to break up the the routine of the rehab yeah. I bet that would have felt like standing in the Amalfi Coast. I bet that would have felt like a million miles away from the Junction Oval. <laughs> the Junction Oval gym, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was great. It was great. I think I'd like to go back and, and visit a few more places, but um, it's cool to be able to, I guess, tick off them while I've had the chance of some time off. Yeah, very good. So once yeah, once you made your way back to Australia, it was back to the cricket and uh, you made your return for Victoria at the Junction Oval just after Christmas, I think it was. Um, yeah. How were you feeling leading into that game and sort of after everything you've been through, did it feel like that was a pretty big accomplishment to tick off? Yeah, I think the whole day itself was probably, I guess, very draining physically and emotionally, I think, because it's yeah. just I'd, something I'd sort of, I guess I've been training towards for 
what I was like 15 months, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the game itself, yeah, I was just pumped. I was pretty nervous beforehand. Felt like very nervous. Felt like it was the first game of cricket I've ever played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to be able to play with uh, everyone around was really cool and had my family watching, mum and dad were there. So that was really cool to, to experience. And then I guess get a couple of wins against New South Wales. It doesn't go Australia. Yeah, they're always the good ones. Um, you also had a lot of success over the time that you were out rehabbing. Were you always sort of getting messages from the, the coaching staff and selectors that you'd be in the frame once you came back from your injury or did you ever, you know, wonder how you might get back in? I guess it was probably always in the back of my mind a little bit. I think as it went on, it was just like, can't really control any of that sort of stuff. So it's just focusing on trying to get my body right and, and sort of go from there. But no, the girls, I think I heard from probably say most of them and just throughout sort of check in, nice. see how I'm going, which was really cool. And yeah, sort of getting messages while I'm watching them win World Cups and Nashes yeah. and stuff on, on the TV. But um, yeah, no, it was really cool to be able to sort of, I guess, still keep in touch with those girls. And yeah, whilst I sort of tick away things at home. How do you go like watching from afar do you sort of want to be across everything like do you watch every ball and want to know all everything that's going on with the team or do you sort of prefer to be a bit distant from it when you're not like when you're away from the team I reckon early days in rehab I would probably watch every everything yeah Yeah. and then I reckon it just got like pretty draining to be able to sort of be watching and be like oh what, what what could have happened if like you know I didn't trip on the outfield at Bonston yeah. or <laughs> yeah um, sort of stuff but once I got into the, the thick of the rehab stuff it probably wasn't thinking about it too much definitely wasn't watching as much cricket which helped yeah that's probably a good approach and yeah Wolfie as we know like there are sort of three three leggies in and amongst the Aussie team you're obviously one of them and Kingy and Willow kind of a tough one with kind of you're all fighting for spots but are you generally happy to see fellow leggies do well like what's kind of your approach there yeah I think anytime you see I guess any spinner do well it's it's I guess it's promising for for everyone else yeah but I think Kingy's done an unbelievable job since being in the team and I think it only helps we only I guess it only helps each other Mm. um, with that sort of friendly competition amongst the squad yeah which is I guess probably what most of the other positions have had for for some some time now but yeah I think it's really exciting for the game we obviously see how important leg spinners are especially in T20 cricket across the world so yeah it's it's pretty cool to be able to I guess be in the same team as another one at the moment absolutely and it feels like you've all got your own points of difference for the the fans at home how would you describe the the different ways you each approach your leg spin well I'm trying to figure figure it out again (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'd say yeah I'd say Kingy's accuracy and I guess it changes the pace probably her her strength while I probably spins the ball more than than Kingy and myself and yeah I think my accuracy I guess would probably be my strength but yeah I've worked quite a bit over the last little bit to try and figure out how do I can spin the ball a little bit more worked worked a lot with Howie um in Cricket Victoria so yeah it's actually kind of been a little bit of a blessing to be out of I guess yeah. sort of strip back the bowling and, and work on a couple other things and you were batting at number four for the Vicks the other day is that part <laughs> of the game something you've worked hard at as well <laughs> um bit of vertigo from the game before I reckon I was batting at like seven or eight and <laughs> everyone goes away and you're straight up <laughs> yeah but I, I guess I started batting before I did we did bowling and and that sort of stuff yeah. in the rehab stuff. So been working quite a bit on on that. Um, sort of feel like it was quite it's quite there just yet. From where I, I sort of left off, I sort of felt like things were starting to mm. to click finally. But yeah, I think 
sort of getting closer and closer. But I guess it's always something something we're working on, especially when we go back to, to state cricket. A lot more opportunity than than in this Aussie lineup, which is which is pretty cool to do when we go home. And another question on behalf of the fans, um, you mentioned Wolfie. How important Sophie and Taylor have been for you in getting you back to where you are now. I'm sure, a lot of fans are interested to know how those two are going and how they're tracking in their various rehab uh, adventures. Both ticking along nicely. I think Sophie's still pretty early days in, in her yeah. recovery stuff. So yeah, I think she's going great. I think again she's got a really good support network back at home and Tay's Tay's going really well and she's bowling off half run and that that sort of stuff so yeah she sends me videos every now and then she's like oh look at this have a look at this (laughs) this is what I've changed (laughs) but yeah she's already bowling yeah She's already bowling fast and she's only up half run, so that's um, probably a little bit scary for everyone else. That's good that's to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> Speaking of, of the Vicks, seen uh, Pez take a game to like a whole new level recently, she's taking the T20 format by force again. Um, you spent a lot of time training with her. How have you seen her working on that sort of stuff over the last little while? She's incredibly hard to bowl to at the moment. <laughs> yeah, she's sweeping, reverse sweeping. She's doing the work. She's paddling. I think when we watched her play those games against New South Wales at Junction, she was just taking the mickey. Like... <laughs> Hitting the ball literally wherever she wanted. Um, Genuinely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool to see. Like she's been working really hard on that and I guess uh, behind the scenes, but yeah, she's incredibly hard to bowl to at the moment. Yeah. That's, pretty good signs for Australian cricket at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And Kim Garth is another one you mentioned earlier, Wolfie. You mentioned how pumped you were to see her debut. Like when you first met Kim and when she first came into the uh, the Vic program, did you think that she would be able to climb her way up into an Aussie team? Well, I didn't know that she could actually could actually do that anyway. <laughs> um, like legally. but um... <laughs> The lawyers but, have approved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I think seeing Kimmy work as hard as she has over the last few years has been cool and just to see her do that in Victoria has been really cool I remember first few games of club cricket I played against her I can I I couldn't touch the ball when she was back when she was bowling like she was just hooping them all all over the place I think we played a it might have been a club t20 final or something at junction and I reckon she took like six or seven for something stupid like that like just (laughs) hooping the ball like made us all look so silly um but yeah I feel like She's she's always had the skills and um, to sort of see her develop over the last little bit has been has been really cool and yeah like I said earlier I was was pumped for her. nice how's she going um in and around the Aussie team she slotted straight in yeah I think Kimmy's character I think she fits in um in I would say any environment that she goes into sort of has that white line fever when she she crosses the boundary which is all right if you're on the right side of it I think when you're on the the wrong side of it Kimmy can get quite lippy out there so. Unfortunately for everyone else, they're going to have to, to deal with that. But it's um, good. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, she's she's fit in really well. Nice. Oh, very good. And Wolfie, you're on a plane to South Africa in what, like four days or something? I think it's a pretty long journey over that you guys have got. What's the plan for the plane trip? Movies or hopefully just go to sleep for as long as possible? Um, I reckon both of those options. Okay. Like, yeah, it's a massive, massive travel. I don't know how many hours hours it is, but yeah, movies and try and sleep as long as I can. I'm not a great sleeper on the plane, but yeah. Um, yeah, probably watching movies as, as long as I can keep my eyes open. And then, yeah, yeah hopefully not off. And before that, you've got the Australian Cricket Awards. Just want to know, is there anyone in the Aussie team who's like really excited and you reckon like secretly froths a red carpet? Secretly froths. Um, <laughs> or not secretly, openly oh, froths. Openly froths. Um, I reckon Annabelle Sutherland 
All right, quite she's ready to go. This type of stuff. Yeah, okay. I've thrown her right in front of the bus there, but <laughs> <laughs> um, she's the one that was going to organise our spray tans for the next few days. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I say that, but she's helping me out. So yeah, um, yeah, sorry, she's helping me out. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, Wolfie, it was so good to catch up with you. Yeah, we're so pumped to see you back in the Aussie colours and wish you all the best uh, for the next couple of months over in South Africa. It should be massive. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Donaldson strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG.